Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Spring runoff across Saskatchewan is underway or nearing completion with little sign of significant flooding. Patrick Boyle with the Water Security Agency says there are some areas with the potential for well above normal runoff, particularly in the southeast corner of the province and near Hudson Bay, Saskatchewan. Well, with the above normal, uh, above seasonal temperatures in February and March, runoff is, is currently underway or almost complete in most of the southern part of the province. And then the uh, looking east, the areas uh, over there near the Manitoba border and the, in near the northeast are just starting that significant snowmelt right now. So we're kind of progressed through a lot of the province already with uh, some above normal warmer temperatures and, and most of Saskatchewan's really come off and and uh, you're seeing that uh, in a lot of areas and then really the eastern side near the border is what's still to come. With all that snow still to come, what are you expecting? Well, what we did see was above normal snowfall during the month of March in those eastern side of the province, that east central area. So some of those areas saw some excess of 50 millimeters of precipitation in March, which is significantly above normal for, for the month of March. So we're kind of looking at that uh, increased runoff potential for areas near Hudson Bay, where we saw there was some uh, above normal uh, runoff expected. And uh, in the lower reaches of the Red Deer and Carrot Rivers and the upper part of the Swan River. So, and also, you know, the southeast corner looking down through there. And that's kind of where the areas we're looking at right now. So, you know, depending on where that snowpack is, while it's near normal in a lot of those areas, there are pretty uh, wet conditions going into freeze up. So that's increasing the runoff potential right now. So we could see some of those above normal flows in uh, in the basin and out of channels uh, potentially in some of those areas but we're not looking at any widespread flooding unless the the weather turns on us here and we get really flash of that really hot uh, or uh, well above normal uh, seasonal temperatures how would you describe runoff in the rest of southern saskatchewan you know most of the province came off uh, fairly well you know not a lot of issues reported in in many of the other areas uh, across southern saskatchewan a lot of the supply reservoirs that uh, we were looking at that were below normal, uh, including Cookson, Nickel Lake, and, and Boundary. They were all at below normal levels in 2016, and now with the flows there, we expect everything to uh, to fill. So uh, we're, that's that's good news here in, in a lot of those parts of the province. So, you know, in, in areas where we did see some of the peak flows from snow melt and the runoff, flows were generally near normal. So now some of those could have been just a bit above normal, particularly in the southwest, because they had some multiple melting events that occurred. And, and then in the southeast, you know, as we go to there, the snowpack uh, is above normal. But we haven't, you know, we've had little to no uh, impacts of flooding so far. So far, is there any flooding expected in April? Well, you know, it just depends on the temperatures here. I was uh, in the southeast Rafferty Alameda Reservoirs this week, and they still have uh, some a lot more snow than, you know, in the south around Moose Jaw. So, yeah, we're going to continue to watch that. And the temperatures forecasted here, you know, above zero during the day and then freezing at night. So that, that's a, that helps us with a good slow gradual melt. So we're going to be watching that to see if those temperatures creep up above zero at night. And that's when we could start to see some issues as the, the runoff will come off a lot faster. But so far, does it look like there'd be any widespread flooding? You know, not not at this point. Uh, we're not expecting a whole lot. So, you know, the weather can change that, and obviously rainfall has, plays a factor, uh, something we, uh, uh, you know, is that unpredictable element. But uh, at this point in time, you know, things are progressing uh, fairly well. But still that southeast corner and the northeast part of the province is in that above normal category as, as we move forward here into the weekend and supposed to get some uh, warmer temperatures. 
Patrick Boyle is with the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency. Saskatchewan health officials are reminding residents to take precautions against hantavirus in rural areas. People can get hantavirus by breathing contaminated airborne particles from droppings of infected deer mice. Hantavirus infection is rare, but it can be deadly. Symptoms include fever, muscle ache, cough and vomiting. These symptoms can quickly develop into a severe and often fatal lung disease called hantavirus pulmonary syndrome. Chief Medical Health Officer Dr. Saqib Shahab is advising the public to seek urgent medical attention if you develop a fever, coughing and shortness of breath within one to six weeks of exposure to potentially infected areas. Exposure to hantavirus most often occurs when people clean up buildings like grain bins, sheds, barns, garages, trailers, cottages and homes, or farm equipment and vehicles that have been in storage. When cleaning rodent-infested areas, he advises to ventilate the building by opening doors and windows for at least 30 minutes before cleaning. Uh, other suggestions include using a wet mop, rubber or plastic gloves, goggles and filter, use bleach and avoid dust. Other ways to reduce exposure is block openings that allow rodents to enter buildings, store food in containers with tight lids and move wood piles away from your home. There have been 31 cases of hantavirus pulmonary syndrome in Saskatchewan since 1994. Ten have been fatal. The USDA released its March Planting Intentions Report today and the Quarterly Stocks Report. U.S. farmers are expected to plant less corn and wheat this year, but more soybeans. Ken Ball is a broker with PI Financial in Winnipeg. They leaned a little negative. Um, I guess nothing overwhelming, but the, the soybeans are taking some selling uh, a little bit after the report. The acres came out uh, about 1.3 million or so above expectations and up 6 million from last year so. That's uh, that's uh, is a bit negative, but the market obviously has been down hard of late, so it was obviously in a bearish mode anyway. So we're not getting a huge reaction, but beans are under some pressure. Uh, possibly even even a little more surprising was the uh, the stocks report. The bean stocks came in about 50 million bushels higher than expected, and uh, that that probably also will will just add to the negative tone in beans that's been prevailing for a while now. USDA forecasts farmers will plant 90 million acres of corn in the U.S. this year, down 4% from last year, and 46.1 million acres of wheat, down 8% from last year. If realized, it would mark the lowest wheat acreage since the U.S. began keeping records in 1919. Most of that is, is in the winter wheat acres being down, and of course we've known that they've been down for, for quite a number of months, so this is not fresh information, but... Spring wheat acres are only indicated as being down very slightly, and, and I have an inkling they probably will end up being a bit lower than what the USDA has indicated here. Um, the, you know, the, the feedback we're getting from people in the, in the U.S. spring wheat areas is that seed sales would indicate that they're going to be down uh, you know, more than 300,000 acres, which is what the USDA has got here. Uh, the winter wheat acres were, actually came in a pinch higher than expected, but they are down significantly from last year. Um, U.S. wheat acres have been in decline now for many, many decades uh, and just not not because of anything special, but back you know 50, 60, 70 years ago, wheat was basically one of the only crops grown uh, in, in great uh, great quantity, and, and other crops have just moved in to slowly replace it. So it's not really that wheat has fallen out of favor so much, but uh, there's just other crops available, and also wheat production around the world has expanded rapidly in dozens and dozens of countries. Winter wheat acres are pegged at 32.7 million acres, down 9% from last year in the U.S., the second lowest winter wheat acreage on record. On the stock side, corn stocks were pegged at 8.6 billion bushels, up 10% from a year ago. Soybean stocks were pegged at 1.73 billion bushels, up 13% from last year. All wheat stocks were projected at 1.66 billion bushels, up 21% from a year ago. 
Futures markets did not show any significant shift in the wake of the USDA report. Corn was up along with Chicago and Kansas City wheat. Soybean futures were down about $11. Canola futures are also trending down about $5 a ton, and there may be a link to the drop in soybeans. Yeah, the values are always going to affect it. Canola is down $5, but that's, it's trading much more sturdily than the U.S. markets are. The canola product value, which is the value of the oil and meal contained within a ton of canola, is down about 9 to $10 a ton. So canola is holding up stronger, and it has been holding up stronger all week than the U.S. market, even though it has been coming down. And that's something that canola has to do is it has to become relatively more expensive because unlike soybeans, where we're facing an absolute tidal wave of supply, we're probably going to run out of canola this summer. Uh, so it's a very radically different situation, and canola cannot cannot afford to stay relatively cheap because that's just going to encourage more demand and the canola market has to ration that demand. It's going to have to figure out a way to reduce demand going into the latter part of the season here. Ken Ball is a broker with PI Financial in Winnipeg. Premier Brad Wall heads to Washington, D.C. next week for a trade mission. Wall says he'll be raising awareness of the importance of Canada-U.S. trade in several areas, including energy. A couple of other issues, softwood lumber, uh, the, the, the need for an agreement. Obviously, forestry is an important sector in our province. We'll be raising concerns about unilateral action on, in the United States on countervail uh, and duties. While we'll also raise concerns about the Buy America provisions. The market update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell 250 at 457.52. Oats declined 360 at 141.96. Feed wheat dropped one cent at one thirty six forty seven. Number one red spring wheat rose a dollar ninety one at two thirty zero nine. The rest were unchanged. Durham two sixty five sixty three. Feed barley one twenty six fourteen. Flax four eighty eight ninety six. Feed peas two hundred twenty dollars fifty four cents. Yellow peas three zero six forty nine. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was up four and a quarter cents a bushel at five forty seven and three quarter a bushel. And now the latest livestock quotations. This is Grant Barnett for the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw, 2100 cattle on offer for the week. These like grass cattle, they got stronger again, heavier weight feedlots steers. They're steady, but not a lot of them on offer. These good breeding quality heifers are selling strong. Next pre-sort Tuesday, April 4th. Cows and bulls look fully steady. The big bulls look like two to four lower on them. Good cows, 98 to a dollar full or sales to a dollar seven. Medium cows, hay-fed cows, 88 to 98. These big good bulls from $1.18 to 124, sales to 126. Here's what happened at our Tuesday pre-sort sale. 41 little red and black steers, 529 at 233.75. 596 weight tan steers bring 230 and a quarter. 53 tan steers, 650 pounds, 215 and a quarter. 700 pounds right on the nose tan steers. 205 to 706 blacks, they bring 193.75. We did have 33 little mixed ears, 454 pounds at 233.75, and they were far, far from fancy. Into the heifer end, 40 little tan heifers, 517 at 209.75. 72 red and black heifers, 461, 214.75. 67 tan heifers, 596 at 197. 743 weight black heifers, Sorted in at 178. 770 weight red heifers at 184 and 50. 
This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 158 to 160 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,500 heads, selling in a range of 155 to 157 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, March 31st are SIG 3, 154.50, SIG 4, 166.57, SIG 5, 160.54, Cash, 159.04, Britco, 160.94, Thunder Creek, 166.30, and high life is still unavailable. Cash hogs today are called steady to lower, while lean hogs are trading mostly lower, and the Canadian dollar is up three basis points, trading at 0.7516 cents U.S. Cash hogs yesterday were down 90 cents per hundred weight, while the cutout was down $1.04 per hundred weight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $22 per head black. The USDA Hogs and Picks report showed current supply come in approximately 4% larger than 2016. Coming up, the farm weather